So today I met with the master man, Jarrell, and he gave me some one-on-one -on -one training on my stop losses and how to add them up and set my target price for my risk amount. Great training, really looking forward to getting in on the action and making better judgment on my trades. Definitely a winner, definitely the best coach out there. You guys really need to get on board with his training. Okay, so now we're getting to the fun stuff. Now, a lot of the things you're going to hear on this episode will probably have to cover individually before you really get a grasp on it. But I thought it'd be interesting if I just go ahead, fill you guys in on exactly what it is I do when I make a trade. So first things first, sit down, get all my devices loaded up to the proper software that I'll be using to make my trading decisions. First thing I'm going to do is go to my FX book and check out the economic calendar. Now, this is a list of the news articles coming out that day that are going to affect the price or the supply and demand of the countries around the world. So, for example, if I'm looking to trade the Great Britain pound versus the Japanese yen, I know to look out for news articles from Japan and Great Britain, in particular, high priority news articles. These are the interest rates, unemployment rates, uh, all of the articles that are going to affect the price movement the most are prioritized as high. And I'm going to keep an eye out for those, make sure they're not coming up during my trading session because that could potentially cause a reversal or an interruption in the trend, which is not what I want. And we'll talk about that as well. But got to check the news first. And a lot of people will try to stay away from high priority folder news. Me, on the other hand, I'll monitor it and whatever price Whatever direction the price is running away in when that news releases, if it agrees with the characterization of the result. So what I mean by that is if it's good news for a country, if that's primary to the pair, it's going to send the price up. But if that country is secondary to the pair, it's going to send it down. So as long as that correlates with what direction the price is going in once that news releases, I know that's a good direction to trade the price in. Because, of course, if it's going down, I need to know so I can execute a sell. And if it's going up, I need to know so I can execute a buy. So that's the first thing I do is I'll check the news. Now, I also have another way to do fundamental analysis which are my strength indicators, which basically tell me how strong the currency of each country is at each particular moment. I can monitor that on multiple time frames, just like I can monitor the charts on multiple time frames. So what you want to do with that is match the strong currencies up against the weak currencies, and that's going to give you price action. So back to the Great Britain pound versus the Japanese yen, I know that if the pound is strong and the yen is weak, 
I want to go long on that pair. I'm going to make money. Now, on the opposite side, vice versa, if the pound is weak and the yen is strong, I want to go short on that pair because it's going to drop. Of course, long means buy, short means sell. You'll get filled in on a lot of this terminology as we go or in future episodes. So I've checked the news. I have checked my fundamental analysis tool, my strength indicator. The next thing I need to do is determine the direction the price is trending in while I'm trading. Now, there are going to be a lot of different opinions on what a trend is and when a trend is happening. But basically what trend means is that the direction, the direction of the price is close to consistent. So it's going up overall or it's going down overall. It's either creating higher high numbers or it's creating lower low numbers, one or the other. Now, you can judge this on multiple time frames because, of course, no matter what direction the price is trending in, it's going to swing back and forth. So the way I like to think about it is there are price swings within any trend. So once I figure out what direction the price is trending in and I see a price swing towards that direction, I know that I want to trade that way. So basically, it's like waiting for the perfect storm. You want your upper time frame trend to agree with the lower time frame trend, and you know you have a strong trend. So when I'm looking at the charts, I can go from the one-minute chart where each candle represents 60 seconds up to the five-minute, 15-minute, 30-minute, one-hour chart. Now, each candle represents an hour up to the two-hour, four-hour chart, daily chart, where each candle represents a full day. Now, on these different time frames, I can see different windows of price structure and price movement. And the strong, when the, when the price is trending strong, these time frames are going to line up. Or agree with each other, kind of like when the planets align, however many times a millennium or decade that is, you're waiting for the planets to align with the price. So once that day agrees with the H4 and the H1 all the way down through the five in the one minute, you catch that one minute right when it agrees with the trend and you jump in on that trade. And you watch for momentum. The more momentum you see the price moving with, the stronger the trend is. So you know you can reinforce those positions while you're going into profit. As well as move your stop loss with the price, which eliminates your risk. Because what the stop loss does, as soon as you enter your trade, let's say the price, just to make it simple, because the numbers would never look like this. But let's say the price is 100 and I expect it to go to 110. So that means it's going up 10 or 10 units. I'm going to leverage each unit by $10. So once the price goes from 100 to 110, I should make $100 on that trade because I've leveraged $10 per unit. 10 times 10 is 100. So what I'm going to do 
to make sure I don't blow out my account and lose every single dollar to my name is I'm going to set what's called a stop loss, which is basically just placing a line on the placing a number on the red line. I'm going to place my stop loss at 90. So we enter the trade at 100. Actually, I'm going to place my stop loss at 95 for math purposes. So I entered the trade at 100. I'm expecting it to go to 110, and I'm going to set my stop loss at 95. So what that means is that if the price, instead of going up to 101, 102, 103, up there towards that 110, where I thought the price was going to go, if it goes back down instead, 99, 98, 97, oh, no, we're losing money. Nobody wants that, but it happens. Nobody is right. 100% of the time when it comes to Forex, or if they are, I have not met that person yet. So there are going to be mistakes. This is why you need risk management. You need to be able to afford to sustain losses on the way to your profits. And the way that you make sure you're in profit is by using what's called a good risk reward ratio. So just like I said, I thought the price was going to go to 110 and I'm going to cut it off at 95. That's 10 up, 10 units up, 5 units back down. So what I may profit is twice what I may lose. This puts me in the position to be able to lose one or two trades and still make money once I go into profit. So... So far, we talked about the fundamental analysis aspect. We have talked about identifying the trend and lining up the time frames. And now we've touched on risk management a little bit. I'm going to get this ad out of the way and we'll be back in about a minute or so. Hope you guys are learning something. <laughs> You guys remember that commercial that used to come on TV? The Folgers coffee commercial? Best part of waking up. I'm not going to do the whole commercial so they can sue me for copyrights. But my point is, the, really the best part of waking up is pips in your cup. Or in other words, profits from a trade you set up the night before, earning you money while you were asleep overnight. Only way you're going to be able to do this is if you open up a broker account. So what I want you to do right now is get on your internet browser. Go to www.chooselmfx.com. Go ahead, open up your live account, get va validated so you're ready to go, and then open a demo account that you can practice with, and then get with me one-on-one -on -one so I can get you all set up and ready to start making some money on the market. That's www.chooselmfx.com. Now let's talk about actually spotting the buy or sell opportunity. What it looks like, how to know when to get in and when to get out. So of course, if you're using candlesticks on your chart like I do, it's going to be the first thing you see. Now, the body of the candle is going to let you know 
where the price opened and closed for that time period, depending on what time frame you're looking at. And then the thin line on the opposite sides of the candles or the wick show you areas of the market the price was pushed to while that while that time frame was still going on. So by judging the body structure and where the wick is on the candle, this will actually tip you off to what direction the price is going with uh, a lot of different patterns from single stick cat patterns to double stick patterns, three stick patterns, dojis, hammers, engulfing candles, uh, double bottoms, double tops. These are all candlestick patterns you can look up and actually get a picture diagram of. So you can study it enough to the point where when you see it on the chart, it just automatically tips you off. It's like an instinct. And when you combine that with other forms of technical analysis, you'll really start to point yourself in the right direction more often than not. So what I like to do is combine my knowledge of the candlestick patterns along with monitoring how fast the price is actually moving along with the volume for each candle. So I know during times that the price is moving very fast, that the momentum is high and it's a strong trend. But what I really like to use is what's called a technical indicator. And a technical indicator is kind of like using a formula to figure out the answer to a math problem. So you got a bunch of data and the formula tells you where all of this data goes and helps you come up with a solution or answer to the problem, which would be how to get this money, how to get these pips. So I'm going to just give you two examples. I give you a simple indicator and a complicated indicator to close this off that would let you know when to enter a trade as well as to get when to get out. So the first technical indicator that I like to use is called the parabolic SAR. It's one of the easier technical indicators to understand and to recognize in action. And what it is is actually dots that go above or under the candlesticks. So these dots are either on top of the price or they're below the price. It's really that simple. When you see the dots appear above the price, that means that the price for the pair is downtrending. And when you see the dots below the price, it means the price is uptrending. And you can literally look at the chart and notice how you'll see more lower lows created and longer red cell candles when the dots are above the candlesticks. And when those dots are below the candlesticks, you'll see more higher highs created, longer green bullish candles. So whenever you see those dots change position, would be a good opportunity to go ahead and enter in on a trade. Of course, if it jumps below the price, 
you will enter in on a buy. And if it jumps above the price, you will enter in on a sell. So it's really simple and it'll lead you in the right direction a lot of the time. Now, of course, when the price is ranging or the market is consolidating, it can jump back and forth without really giving you any opportunity to make money. And with the spread being there, that can be pretty costly. So the best thing to do is determine the times where the momentum is high when that parabolic SAR changes that positions and that would be a great time to enter in on a trade now at the same time if that parabolic sar switches positions on you while you're in a trade that might be an indicator to go ahead and exit that trade with profit or minimal loss especially if you see that parabolic structure structure start to change on multiple time frames because it's always going to happen on the one minute first that's where you'll always see the immediate movement. But once that starts to translate over to the 5-minute, 15-minute, 30-minute, you know that you have a new trend coming or a very, very strong price trend. Now, the complicated technical indicator that I like to use is called the Ikemoku Cloud. It's an Asian math formula, pretty much, that charts lines on the chart for you that automatically update with new data letting you know what where the price is averaging so it incorporates moving averages to let you know what the price is doing as well as highlights highlights areas of support and resistance for you which are very key to entering and exiting trades because support is going to cause the price to bounce up and resistance is going to cause the price to bounce down. So if you're close to those areas, it's going to dictate what kind of decision you need to make. So the way the Ikemoku cloud works is the main part is going to be the cloud, of course. It's called the Ikemoku cloud. So the cloud portion of the indicator literally looks like a cloud on the chart so you're going to have two lines parallel to each other that are going to have horizontal lines i'm sorry vertical lines in between the the horizontal lines that are parallel so kind of like it's shaded in with vertical lines so you'll see an area on the chart that's kind of shaded and you'll see the candlesticks kind of hover around and intersect through this shaded area that is the cloud now the cloud has two barriers barrier a and barrier b the color of the cloud is dictated by which barrier is on top of the other so a barrier a is on top of barrier b that's a bullish cloud or a buy cloud and it will probably be highlighted with green now on the complete opposite side, a barrier B is on top of barrier A. It's going to be a bearish cloud and probably shaded red. So depending on what color the cloud is and which barrier is on top of the other, you'll know which direction the price is trending in. You're also going to have your Tekken Sin line and your Cajun Sin line. 
And you can look these words up because I know they're not making sense to you right now. But just know that these are parts of the indicator that gives you the answer to the problem that you're looking for a solution for. So the second, the second sin line is referred to as the conversion line and the Cajun sin line is converted to it is referred to as the baseline, which is very similar to how moving averages would work. You have your slower moving average and your faster moving average, and you use your faster moving average to cross over the slower moving average to give you your entries. So if a faster moving average crosses above a slower moving average from below, that's a buy signal. Same thing if it crosses below from above, that would be a sell signal. So it's the same thing with the, the TK cross is what you would call it. When you see the conversion line cross above from the bottom of the baseline, that's a buy signal, especially if it happens at the same time that barrier A of the cloud is above barrier B of the cloud, because that's a double buy signal, a double confirmation. And if you have your parabolic SAR below the price, at the same time, the barrier A is above barrier B and the conversion line just crossed from under the baseline to the upside. Now you got a really strong entry for a buy. And that's basically how I make my decisions is I stack these signal rules up until they all agree with each other on multiple time frames. And that's how I'm able to make so many good trades with high accuracy. So listen to this podcast a few times, study the rules to the technical indicator, start studying what the candle formation structures look like, and tune in for the next episode. We're going to be talking about technical indicators in depth, how they work, if they're reliable, uh, how to customize the settings so they're not set to default which is what probably leads a lot of people in the wrong direction. Of course, if you're using your indicators on default, the way they come right out of the box, everybody knows exactly what you're doing. So you have to be aware of that. But stay tuned. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. And I look forward to providing more valuable content for you guys. So good luck with your trading. Appreciate you listening. Thank you.